motherfuckers into mixed martial arts. You can't be done talking to me right here facing me, <laughs> dummy. You couldn't draw money with a green crayon and a white piece of paper. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f up. <laughs> Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. This is number one bullshit. Now you can only count the five. <laughs> hey, pussy, are you still there? I beat you after a weekend of cocaine. That's fucking illegal. <laughs> are you intoxicated? I'm not impressed by your performance. I'm not here to take part. We're here to take over. Welcome to Talk Too Much, episode number 35. Another week, another dollar. Hello, welcome. UFC Jacksonville part three. It's finally over. Three events, seven days. Man, it's so nice to be back talking UFC, baby. As always, I'm Andrew. I'm here, joined by Cena. Ciao. <laughs> I'm joined by Carlos. And we are back doing what we do best, talking fights. We appreciate you for checking us out. If you're here hanging out on the chat on Twitch, what's up? Cena and I are going to be keeping an eye out for messages. If you're listening to this later on YouTube or the audio version, remember, we stream the show live every Sunday at noon Pacific time on twitch.tv forward slash extra Cena. But let's get into it. UFC Jacksonville. Well, here, let's start with something that is a call back to a previous episode let's talk about anthony smith right there's this big controversy of uh did anthony smith's corner make the right decision by not throwing in the towel and well anthony smith came out with a tweet uh right uh, so first let me start by saying the ref that ref the fight came out and released a response by saying he should have taken more responsibility and stopped the fight sooner and anthony smith criticized this referee for this decision and backed up his corner for basically letting him nearly die out there now thoughts boys what do you think about this he wait what can you repeat the last part about what he said about his corner he defended them he backed them up he said like thank you for letting me go out on my shield basically i, I think carlos should go first because he's the the one that's trained before so he has the most accurate opinion on this I, like i said last week to me that was one of the most excessive just oversights there was nothing i don't think he gained anything experience wise or skill wise from the fight going that much longer i think that uh i, I don't know i, I disagree I, I i think he's very loyal obviously but this shit i think those fights take years out of these guys lives and some of them have great careers without ever having one fucking fight that takes that much wear out of your body and your head i mean an orbital bone you know it sounds cute and scientific when they say orbital bone that's your eye hole Fucking eye hole. That's where your eye goes. That's supposed to get broken, man. So I don't know. He's, he, he has kids, and I just think that's again. That's why you should you should have people in your that have your back, so they can step in when you're too driven to to do it for yourself. I kind of agree with you, Carlos. I think that just like you said, it's he was very loyal. Um, but at the same time, you know, I agree with you full heartedly. I think if I was a corner man, I do think he should have been stopped around or two earlier. But um, truth be told, I don't really care too much. I, I kind of agree with it. I agree with you, but I don't care so much that to the point if Anthony Smith says that, just because I guess I've never trained, so I can't come at you. Like you have a legitimate opinion. My, my opinion is less legitimate. I'll put my hand out before I say this phrase. 
I just, you know, when you sign up to fight, you sign up. You know, at this point, it's dangerous. And this is a career that 99.9% .9 of people can't do. So that's the t that comes with the territory, maybe, I think. But again, I've never trained, and I understand that the fighter's safety is first and foremost. But, but think about this one thing, too. From a career perspective, he didn't look better. No. As a, like, how are you going to sell him to John Jones now? Yeah, John yeah. Jones is never going to want to throw him a crumb again now. No, no, never. That, that fight's out the window. That, he lost that fight. I agree with so, you. So, 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 so what's, what's, what's the golden land for him now? He's the gatekeeper. Who's going to make interesting fights now? Yeah. It's the truth, though. That's at, the, at, the, at the expense of fights like that? That's not that. I, I just disagree with that career plan. You yeah, know what I mean? Of course, of course, yeah. But I never thought Anthony Smith was that good. Andrew, did you? Like, I mean, right, he, was, he, like, he had a, a, a string of momentum that he was able to build up yeah. up until that John Jones momentum. And now it's... The has to eat, boys. I agree. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, right, so, and, like, right, he took serious damage, and I'm going to use uh, the amount of damage he used to kind of segue into this next little thing, right? We saw a Hall of Famer get uh, introduced into the UFC last night. Uh, Kevin Randleman, not, not last night, but the announcement that he's yeah. going to be inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame for UFC. Uh, Kevin Randleman is a person who died at, what, the age of 44? Yeah, yeah. You have to assume some of the brain damage, some of the trauma played a part in that. Right. So here's a great example of why maybe Anthony Smith, you should maybe care about, I don't know, your teeth. They were falling out, bro. That was, they were falling out, that was I could because I have pictured myself like going through that pain every time. It's like his arms broken, his legs broken. Like I could picture that. But when I heard the, the teeth are all oh, one by one just falling, I was like, oh, and, oh, my God. But I will say one thing. Um, you you can't just assume that it is true. But it also could have been the excessive steroids and performance-enhancing drug use, too. I'm sure he was putting a lot of that in his body. Definitely. So, and who is a Andrew, who is his trainer? Uh, you guys know this. Uh, someone, Coleman? Who, Mark Coleman? Uh, for Randleman? Yeah, I think he trained with Col Coleman, right? Coleman Carlos, was you, the guy that spoke. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, all those guys are American wrestlers. So, and we you know, know Mark, so. Coleman. Mark Coleman is uh, a needlehead, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they all they came all came No one said steroids make your teeth. Someone in the group uh, commented steroids don't make your teeth fall out, son. Just to address that, <laughs> no, we never said that steroids make the teeth fall out. We were just saying we were just saying that Anthony Smith got his ass whooped. That's why he got his teeth knocked out, and that you should have called the fight. The steroids is another yeah. combo. Sorry. But good point. Though, steroids don't make teeth I, fall. I may, I may be naive here, but is it being accused of steroids? Who? Like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I was just making the comparison that, right, with Kevin oh. Randleman as someone that who took a lot of damage and had a great career, right, short of oh. life expectancy. Maybe Anthony Smith should care more about his life expectancy and the safety yeah. that he's taking. Uh, I sure. don't know. I'm not a fighter. Who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> uh, My last Kevin Randleman's staff infection that he had one time. If you Google it, he had a hole right here that looked like somebody took an ice cream scoop and just scooped out a piece of meat. Dude, that's and this guy was just walking around with a, 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 a good... You could probably fit two golf balls in it. It's Dude, disgusting. That's, that's disgusting. I don't even, I can't picture it. Oh. <laughs> don't Google it. I don't want to. I'm picturing it in my yeah, head. I and like that in my head. I wasn't me. Googling it. <laughs> 
You can't unsee it. That's all I'm going to tell you. Well, Cena, are you looking that up right now? I was actually. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move in. Let's move into the. Uh, I don't know. There, the entirety of the prelims I thought were fantastic. I thought it was a fire prelim uh, card for a fight night. But let's move on to a specific fight. Nate Landwer versus Darren Elkins. Nate Landwer with the unanimous de- decision over the damage. Uh, it was a, be- a bloody, gory, beautiful fight. Who wants to go first? Carlos, you want to take this one? Yeah, yeah, honestly. My- hold on, hold on. I, your mic's cutting out. I, I can't. I lost. Check. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I was not very familiar with that guy. Landmeyer. Is that it? Landwer. Yeah. Uh, really good, man. Really game. I mean, he could get better, but he showed up in shape. He was aggressive. He moved forward. He never backed down an inch. And he was entertaining as hell to watch, man. That was one of the best. I mean, so bloody that canvas looked like like a Dexter set afterwards. It was just blood splatter everywhere. It would have been the forensic like describe this forensic examiner. Well, no, you can't because the blood is just fucking everywhere, man. And it was early on too, so everybody else had to fight on that 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 just splatter, man. It was crazy. It was a very good fight. I really really enjoy that fight. They they hit each other with everything. I mean. You know, the, the uppercut that he was timing was just how many of those can you land on a human being without them just turning into mush? That was insane. It was a good, good fight. Very entertaining. I think Darren Elkins is a phenomenal, he's a very tough fighter, huh? Yeah, that was a disgusting. Where was, where was that specific cut? Was it right here? There was two, I think. Yeah. One of them really was uh, really just disgusting. I will say, what's the other guy's name? What's his last name, Andrew? Landwer. Landwer. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I know. He's a young guy, no? I think he's like in his 30s, I want to say. He's a 14 and 3 fighter now at this point. I I just, just one thing this point. You never, when you see fighters get into these type of wars, it's when you start looking at their future, like. uh, I don't know. That that definitely took some fights off his career span, in my opinion. He is 31 to follow yeah, up on that that was question. a very that was probably um, i would say that could be considered fight of the night that one or another one that we'll talk about later no i agree i totally thought this could have gone fight of the night this was entertaining as hell it was bloody it was gory we saw two guys really leave it all out there i mean the fact that darren right he took all that damage and he did not give a fuck the damage did not give a fuck uh it was incredible and like with nate landwer right he is incredibly entertaining, but at the end of the day, yeah. I don't know if I like him or if I hate him. Because some of that antics, I don't know, some of that antics, I was like, there's nobody there. Come on. <laughs> but when you're feeling yourself. Oh, you put, it was entertainment. It was good entertainment. It was entertaining. And like when you're feeling yourself and you put one hand behind your back and you start jabbing the other guy. Okay. That's All right. I guess I like yeah, this. Like I guess I like this. Yeah, I like that, actually. It wasn't it his debut fight anyway? In the UFC? Yeah, I think so, right? Great question. I think it was his first fight. It's not. No, it was no, his no, second. No, no. Yeah, yeah. It's his second. It was his second. He debuted. Okay. All right, but I mean, he's, he's fairly new. Yeah. Like, I, I've never seen him before. Guys. And I'm a fan. Anytime that guy fights, I'm going to watch. Before we end the stream today, uh, due to a stream chat request, we have to address Carlos. I'm curious to see the Mike Tyson charity event. What Carlos thinks of that. At the end of the show, 
We have I'll write that down right uh, now. We have a request by a uh, 3P702. What a name, by the way. <laughs> All right, I wrote that shit down. We will make sure to get to it. Andrew has it down. Boom. Uh, anything else that we want to say? Last thoughts on this Nate Darren? I mean, right could have easily been performance of the night. Of the, but... that, no, not performance of the night. Or fight of the night. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, fight of the night for sure. My eyes. I agree. Fight of the night all day. Cool. Let's move on to this next fight that we want to talk about. It was in the featherweight division. Giga Chickadees. No. I love that. Oh, I could not wait. This is the fight I'm going to get into. Go ahead. Versus Erwin Rivera. Cena, you go for, go for it. Go for it. I really am a fan of this Giga guy. I'm a big fan of him. Did you see him after the fight? He gets on the mic and he was just like, hey, listen, I don't know this guy. You know, I don't know him. But, you know, this fight was supposed to be booked three times. And, you know, he I don't know what's up with his career. Good luck to you, bro. But don't ever get in the way of my money again. When he said that, I was like, I'm a fan. 6-0 in the UFC, I believe. Uh, I like the way he controlled the distance. I thought he picked. He was a very smart fighter. Picked his shots again. Um, and I just, I thought he was well-rounded, but I really liked, uh, he was very smart in there and I liked his demeanor. I'm a big fan of this Giga guy and he's from Georgia too, huh? I'm a big fan. Of yeah. Him. The country, not the state yeah. here in America. <laughs> Wait, there's a country. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, talk about like that guy is really rolling the dice. He could become the most famous guy from Georgia that I've ever met. Yeah, who Shit, he already is. is. <laughs> Hi. Hey, hey, hey. That, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's true. I'm, no, you know, I'm happy you know yet another country that produces amazing athletes. Uh -huh. that's, that's great. So on the opposite end of the fight, I want to highlight this dude, Erwin Rivera, because uh, I became a huge fan of this dude. This was his UFC debut coming in on four days short notice, fighting up a weight division, right? The guy that Giga was talking about was some other dude who fell out of the fight. Oh, okay. That it wasn't, he wasn't talking about this dude, yeah. So Erwin comes in short notice, never fought in the UFC, fighting a guy that is stylistically a nightmare for him, right? Super long, rangy kickboxer. And this motherfucker did not stop the entire fight. I have a lot of respect for that dude, and I'm excited to see him fight next. Also really excited to see Giga fight again. Everything you said, Cena, 110%. The guy's a crazy good kickboxer. I have a question about you, for you. Do, yeah, you, do, you, think, do you guys think Giga uh, is hype enough or good enough to evolve into a championship-level fighter into that division, in that division? 145. Yeah, 145. Uh, it, it, <laughs> do you know how old he is? Uh, I can tell you. Yeah, yeah, uh, he is... Ah. 31 as yeah. well. It depends. Sorry, it depends how they he have to give up somebody big next time. You know, like we, we have to see him tested with like I'd say a top ten guy, see how he does. Maybe a top five guy, see how he does. Because yeah, I like his style, I like his demeanor, he was in shape. And I also think it's smart to not just try to murk uh, Rivera. That guy he was sure no despite and everything, but he was gaining. He was lunging. If he landed up some of those overhands, man, they put anybody down. You know what I mean? Like he, and so, so I, I like the fact that he he didn't he didn't let his ego get ahead, and he didn't he didn't try to just like murder Rivera and still give him the respect. But outclassed him, and to me, he used the whole three rounds to to put a, a nice display on. You know, to so yeah. display on all his skill set. Agreed. It was a good showcase for him. Absolutely. The way he hit Erwin yeah. with a question mark kick that like slapped him across his face with his foot. And I, I was so happy. It made me so happy. Uh, 
Damn, anything else you want to say about this one? No, I'm, I'm addressing the the stream chat right now. We have some uh, controversial people. We have just Buckets24 talking about how Edson Barbosa yeah, won we'll, that We'll fight. get there. We'll get there later, but that's the wrong team to say that to. <laughs> All right, a little, tease, a little tease, a little tease. Okay, let's move on to our final fight that we're going to be talking about from the prelims. Uh, it was Matt Brown versus Miguel Beza. And Miguel Beza, with a left hook, knocked out Matt Brown, the immortal one. Yeah, immortal, huh? <laughs> well, he's still alive, so he's still immortal. So, <laughs> As of now. So what did, did you guys both, this fight, you know, Andrew and I were very much rooting for Matt Brown, you know, due to our history of watching him. But I have, he came in and, you know, he was pretty good shape, 39-year-old, buff, um, very, a little bit bigger than I usually saw him. But I liked his shape. But the thing is, he landed damage, he pushed forward, but the announcer said this too, his defense was atrocious. His head was just hanging there. And at first, he was landing, he got in there, he hit him with some elbows, got in the clinch, um, he pieced him up, uh, he even hurt Miguel, actually, he did, he kept going and going, yeah. and he actually hurt him, um, but Miguel was able to recover, in fact, I was a little, uh, ref stopped it to put the mouthpiece back in Miguel's uh, mouth, I thought that helped Miguel a lot, but at the end of the day, once Miguel got his timing down, um, he just connected on those shots very easily, I don't think that the, the Matt Brown could could defend or any it was just a standing still target stationary target so i love matt brown i'm so excited to watch him fight and i'll be on both of us all of us agree this is that was an entertaining fight while it lasted but if you're going to continue in this career which you're good enough to you've shown that you need to find a way to minimize your damage you're 39 years old brother so in my opinion just you need to work on your defense you don't always have to throw yourself into the fire yeah man. you know and I think I think the commentary. I normally don't care much for Annex commentary, but I think what Sam said, he just doesn't like. He still fires back quickly, and he still can hit like a mule. But he just doesn't have the reflexes for the defense anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's like he was he yeah. was late defending the, the strikes. It seemed like just by a fraction of time, and that means you're getting hit. You know, like that that uppercut that would have missed you now catches you around the tip of the chin. And it's just like one centimeter, boom. So I, I, I think he's he's just looking like the you know the, the peak is behind and and the level of the young guys has risen at the same time. So that gap just shrinks on them, you know. Okay. Yeah, I think you bring in the most important question, right? That age of Matt Brown, it, it, it truly seems to be the wear and tear. Because like, I mean, I'm not going to repeat what you just said, but that, that's essentially just what happened. Just take care of yourself a little more in there. That's all. Let's move on to the main card. Go ahead. Unless anyone else. Yeah. Main card, baby. So let us start with Yadong Song defeating uh, Cheeto Vera in a unanimous decision. Uh, there's a bit of controversy surrounding this yeah, fight. Yeah, this was a completely incorrect decision in my end. My <laughs> uh, so this did end up being the fight of the night. Um, I don't know. My favorite thing about this fight is kind of what happened after. So I'll let y'all talk about the actual fight. Go ahead. You know, I want to. Oh, what's your opinion, yeah, what's your opinion on after it? Hold up. Well, here, well, talk about the fight, and then I'll get into the after I, effects I thought, of what happened. Um, at first round, I thought uh, Song Yudong, Yong Yudong, Song Yudong, whatever you want to call him, I'll just call him <laughs> Yudong. I just call Mr. him. It's song. It's it's just what is it? Just song. Mr. Song, yeah, 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 like like singing a song. Oh yeah. I'm just gonna call him. I'm just gonna call him your dong. So your dong. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> no, offensive. No, no, His no, name okay, is okay, your okay. dong song. Yeah, sorry, your dong song. So sorry. 
<laughs> so Yadong song, I thought, first of all, and this is completely like, I don't know if he was taking any performance. The, the fight starts, his nipples were just... I know I'm addressing his nipples and it's weird, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I swear to God, the first thing I thought was there's no way this dude's not on steroids. But anyway, I gotta say this dude's impressed the shit out of me. Uh, uh, just a gas tank, man. The dude swing throws heat at each one of his punches. Just a crazy Asian fighter. But I do think uh, Chikatse is that his, or what's his name? Not Chikatse. Is it Chito? It's, uh, Chito. His Chito. real name is Marlon. Marlon, yeah, Marlon but... Vera. That's what I thought. His nickname's yeah, Cheeto. I thought Cheeto uh, kind of adjusted and made some really good adjustments at the third in the second and third round. Uh, the third round was his. The second round was a toss-up. I don't mind the decision. I thought Marlon Vera won, but I did think I thought Marlon Vera won, and I wanted to credit him because of the adjustments adjustments he made. But at the same time, I do like this uh, this uh, song Yadong guy. God, I can never say his name seriously again. Same thing everybody else saw. That was a robbery, as far as I'm concerned. But I, what I really liked about last night's cards is that it, it let me see a bunch of young fighters that I, that there's just so many fights that they're not on my radar. And last night I got it's like if I went to a club and saw a bunch of new rock bands and I'm like, holy shit, there's like new shit going on, like percolating. Yeah. You know what I mean? So and it's the same thing on that fight. Like Chito Vera clearly won. But I came out a fan of both of those motherfuckers. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, like, like there's new shit that I'm gonna look forward to now because that's that's how you start building up and anticipating fights. You see this guy do some shit, and next time I see Chito, I'm gonna make sure that I'm rooting for him not to get robbed, let alone finish. Yeah. You know, because that was just, I mean, that sometimes, sometimes I just don't know who's doing the 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 judging, like. It's crazy. The it's crazy. System, the scoring system's fine. I love it. It's the judging. It's just that they, I don't know. Yes. I, the scoring yeah. system's actually perfect. They just, they should utilize a couple more numbers, but I like it. The judging's just horrendous. I don't know how this happens. I just don't. Well, I mean, the scoring system doesn't matter as long as you have idiots. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Once you have some smart people, we could try a million different scoring ways if you have capable fucking monkeys there. We have a bunch of fucking apes that just collect money for no reason. Uh, it was, and this guy coming from God knows where, right? Like Chile or fucking uh, Peru or some shit. They're, they're, he's paying thirty percent tax as a as a foreigner. Okay, coming into Jackson, to Jacksonville, Ecuador, right? Yeah, yeah. However, the hell they made that shit happen, and then you do this to that fucking guy. You know, like it's not like he's gonna be able to get another fight in a month. I can only imagine what it takes for him to train in fucking Ecuador. What did Carlos say last night? What did Carlos say last night about the guy that he's like, how the fuck did he even get in here? Like, who are you referring to? Yeah, again? I, oh, so I, I looked into this. I looked into this. Into uh, Song and also what's the champ, Wayne, Wayne Lee? Yeah, how the fuck the, did the they get in the States? Yeah. I did I, 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 social media in America. And yeah. I'm like, did you move forward? <laughs> did you get granted some kind of like, presidential friendship visa because Dana's friends with Trump or like yeah. but what you know so, listen, uh, I, want to, I want friends in high places I want to be friends with both of them I mean too. okay so I, can, I, I have an answer for you what happened is Song lives in San Diego he trains out of Team Alpha Male and lives in San Diego for the last couple of years simple as that uh, well Alpha Male's in Sacramento that's a long ass drive 
Well, so I don't know if you guys saw, but Uriah Faber also weighed in because there were potential visa issues with Song that I'm sure Donald that. Trump eased the process. Yeah. But yeah, that's why Uriah Faber weighed in prior to the fights, possibly because Song wasn't going to be allowed to fight due to visa issues. Um, in terms of Wei Li, yeah, I don't know. I know... No, Wei Li was sus. They put her in a cardboard box and transferred yeah. her shit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so speaking about this uh, horrible judging, right? Because this kind of relates to what I want to talk about this post-fight, right? So the decision is read off. Cheeto is immediately upset and starts yelling, fuck this, fuck that. That's a bullshit decision. You can tell. He's mad. It's great. Uh, well, after the fight, right, we have this social media. And Cheeto goes on Twitter and, right, lost in translation. He comes from a... Uh, Poor Latin American country. He Uh-oh. tweets out, quote, Uh-oh. I don't lo- I, I'm going to read it quote, exactly verbatim. Quote, I don't lost the fight to the China man. I lost to the judges tonight. All my hard work to the fucking drain. I can't believe this horseshit tonight. End quote. Now, I would like to say, first of all, Chinaman is not the preferred nomenclature. You can't be saying that. That's not what that means, I know. <laughs> exactly. Lost in translation. Speaking a different language, not knowing the context of it. Of course not. He's not trying to say it to be a uh, prejudicial thing. Uh, he is right, though, right? I mean, he lost to the judges. What's, when I ask you guys, what's wrong with saying Chinaman? That's not insulting him. He's a Chinaman. Well, what he said is more translated like, I didn't lose to that Chinese. That, okay, so is he, is he referring to the Chinese in a, sub, a subconsciously? I'm just saying, the, in today's age, Chinaman is not something you well, The point I'm like trying to make, said, the point I'm trying to make. That Israeli or that African or that Jewish okay, person. Yeah. That Chinese over there. Yeah, the way Carlos said it, I get it now. <laughs> I, 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 okay, I just want to make one point. I just think that as a society, we are way oversensitive. And Agreed. I, I think we just need to, I agree, this was incorrect. I think we slowly need to just stop giving a fuck about what, what others say about each other. You know, just focus on yourselves. Not, not us, I'm saying, like, for a, m- most people would make a big deal out of this, and it should be, because that was, I guess, when Carlos said, like, it is blatantly disrespectful. Like, blatantly. But, like, come on. I don't think a lot of people are making a big deal of this. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw this. I thought this was funny. Yeah, but I saying, understand the context of what he's saying. He's, again, he's not trying to be, I mean, he's being offensive, but not, like, racially offensive yeah, right exactly. I mean, he's upset. he's and he's right to be upset right exactly the judges fucked him. yeah man that's your career oh, and by the way and he called he called the judge a son of a bitch in spanish and no one's worried about it. he called that guy's mother a bitch but the china man here right, is exactly. like what the fuck i agree i'm sure that china man has a mom too and nobody called her a bitch you know what i mean like what's up that, they, they go crazy <laughs> Uh, anything else? A song, Cheeto. Robbery. Robbery of the night. Yeah. yeah. No, Keep it rolling for both of them, you know? Let us move on to Dan Dynamite Ige getting the split decision over Edson Barbosa. This is the one we got to talk about, huh? <laughs> this is a good fight. This, this was, was a, a good fight. fight. Hey, how about Barbosa at 45, though? He, the fool looks huge, huh? He looks good. He looks the same as he looks, like, he looks like a 21 year old that's doing fucking senior year again. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Shabazz Muhammad. <laughs> you might you Shabazz like, that guy's a sir. That's, yeah. not, that's not one of us. He was huge. Man. He was way bigger than Ige. I was, when that fight started, I felt so bad. I was like, bro, no way Ige pulls this off. 
It just wasn't. It was a style physically a dis, just too much of a disadvantage. Um, I also thought that Ige took a lot of damage as well. There was very hard shots to change yeah. there, man. I mean, he took some hellacious leg kicks. Ige, a couple yeah. of those fucking leg kicks were so heavy, man. And you know, they changed. They, it was a good fight. It was a good fight. Very good fight. It's funny because you said leg kicks. Do you guys remember when he got hit with those leg kicks? He didn't even flinch a couple of times. He walked right through. Yeah. He didn't give a fuck. Andrew, do you think do you think Barbosa? I know he lost, and we're about to we're gonna address the decision in a sec after this. Do you think Barbosa yeah. has uh, longevity at this division? Do you think he can continuously make this weight? Because he looked way too big for Ige. That's so that's the important question, right? I don't know if he can continue to make this continue to make this weight. I mean, unless right, him and Jose Aldo have figured out how to be older Brazilians who can uh, go down in weight and somehow make it work uh i mean he looks really good at featherweight and like right at lightweight uh barbosa just lost to paul felder justin gaethje uh those are two animals though those, i mean like right that's the level where edson barbosa is at the lightweight division and maybe at the featherweight division he can kind of break kind of up into that more upper echelon into actually fighting to the contender series fighting for the belt but i don't know i don't know if he can keep making that weight consistently that's He's a big dude. He's a big dude, and he looks super big at featherweight. I thought I thought both of you guys. I'm gonna address this. I first of all, I agree with you. I just thought I thought he lost this fight. Now Carlos at the before the decision was read texted in our group chat and said Barbosa won. And a lot of people, as Justin Just Buckets twenty four and three P seven o two said in our stream chat, they thought Barbosa got robbed. So I'm gonna ask both of you. Do you guys think after everything that's happened that that was a fair decision to give Ige the fight? I, I, my opinion, the one thing I don't like, I didn't like that was a common denominator in this card, and I will keep talking about it, obviously, because of the outcomes, is you don't get to complain about a split decision. That's like complaining about not winning a coin toss. I virtue the split decisions because the fight is close. You know, so complaining about losing a split decision, it's like, have some goddamn dignity. It could have gone either way. It's a split decision. It was that tight. I thought that Barbosa's takedowns kind of just didn't count in the judging. But, um... That's a big point. Know, yeah, again, what'd you just say, Carlos? That I don't think... I, I think the takedowns didn't really seem to count. In the second round, uh, specifically, right? That was uh, the round. That was the round, the deciding round. Yeah, in the second round, right, Edson gets that knee into Dan's liver, and Dan tries to initiate the takedown yeah. to kind of try to defend. But Edson scrambles and gets on top, and that's how he gets the ground and pound at the end of the round. But, but that, I kind of agree. I don't think the judges took that as a takedown by Edson. I don't think they scored it the same. Even if they did, though, you think those 30 to 40 seconds makes up for the last previous three minutes of Ige piecing him up on the feet? Because that was where Ige made his advance, No where he actually hurt Barbosa. That's like- the Depends on the judge, right? I mean, unfortunately, cause like, yeah, it, it, the argument can be made either way. 110%, I think. I ha I was, I kind of leaned Ige because I was just like, all right, yeah, that was, a, that was the most damage in the round was Barbosa. If it lasted a little bit longer, I would have given it to him, but 30, 40 seconds versus three minutes, I gotta still barely give it to Ige, but barely. Now that third round, third round was Ige in my opinion. I gave that's why I gave it to Dan. I but at the same time, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know why there was not a, a tie called in this fight. And I know no one likes ties, but if you're gonna give certain fights a ties, yeah, draw. Is, isn't this one like a a logical fight to call a tie? 
Yeah, yeah, because one of the arguments that you can make with the takedowns, right? We're saying that they, they kind of seem like they didn't count. Yeah. But if the takedown doesn't have any intent, then fuck that takedown. Take you know, because that's, listen, that's how we ended up with a John Fish that was undefeated, like 18 0 or some shit, and nobody wanted to watch him fight. Andrew, because can you, can you, sorry, can you address that question in the group chat? And I agree yeah, with you. Yeah, sure. Uh, so Just Buckets 24 just said, what has been going on with takedowns, though? I feel like lately they have been almost meaningless. Is it because of the new rules? And right, like, it's unfortunate because like between each state, right, you have different athletic commissions and each athletic commission kind of has a different set of rules they play with in terms of with MMA. It's very frustrating. There is what's called the unified rule set, but it's not so unified. Uh, and really, it does come down to what the judges themselves that are at the venue that night value. And there's just no way to know. There's just no way to know. Uh, I tend to kind of agree with you, Cena, in terms of that second round. I do think Dan probably ekes out that round. I think if Edson had actually initiated the takedown after he'd gone that uh, knee that initiated the ground and pound, I think maybe he would have had a stronger case to steal the round. Uh, and then, yeah, in that third round, I think the first, it, it was super close, but the takedown, he was on top of it. Dan had ended the round on top of him and... Uh, so you don't, just, you so you think the judges to address Justin's question, they didn't the reason they didn't count that as a takedown attempt for Edson. They counted in that the second as, round. Yeah, I would say they okay. would take that as a defended takedown sprawl turn into dominant position. position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, didn't. But are you guys mad about the call? No. I, it's just not obviously decision, you guys again. are mad. Well, wait. Obviously, you guys aren't mad. You well, yeah. I mean, look at my hat. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Uh, I will say though, right? It's super shitty for Edson Barbosa. He, this guy is a monster. This guy is a monster. Let's give him some respect. A monster, but he just he gets fucked. A monster, gets but, fucked. but if we're gonna be honest with you about Edson Barbosa, he has no offensive. He's not a threat offensive uh, grappling wise. You're not scared of his grappling. You're scared of those leg kicks and his strikes because you know they're gonna hurt. But the thing about Edson, I've I just never thought he could. Uh, keep up a high pace the whole fight because every strike he throws is straight 100% heat no so I never really thought that Edson could so, keep go ahead that's just interesting because I almost had the sense that like right it felt like almost like this fight Dan got lulled into a kickboxing fight with Edson and that this had been a five round fight I think Edson would have been able to turn it on the fourth and fifth round I don't know I uh, see my only thing with that is Dan I think Eric made Dan he told Dan to make this a dog fight. I think that you stay at Edson's range, you're going to get pieced up. And I know either way, That's what it is. he's, listen, Dan is a smaller guy. So it's like you, it's a lose-lose situation. Well, you you kind of just got to go in there. And it was beautiful, right? As a Extreme Couture fan, this is a Extreme Couture game plan to the fucking T. Let's get in there close. Let's make it super dirty, super grindy. Like, I mean, right? Shades of Randy Couture with what he was doing against the fence and what that is he was his, trying to yeah, get short. That's his MO. That's like, it was beautiful. Couture. It was like, right? That's extreme Couture game plan to the yeah. T. Like, that's beautiful. And one more thing. Oh, that, when it that, works, that, it works. Speaking and of Dan has one of the best dirty, dirty boxings on the clench, too. You know, like, like a lot of wrestlers don't develop that. And that's a Couture thing as well. That was Randy's bread and butter was from the clench, dirty boxing. It's not straight punches and long at the end of the range punches. It's just... It's just grinding a person with your forehead and the side of your head and a punch here. Like, it's... Also, uh, I'll be right back. I think I heard a knock on my door. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And I'm, I'm, yeah. Carlos, speaking of extreme couture, I was going to say, I know your gym is uh, about to get the biggest fight in its gym history. 
with uh, looks like it. With and not only that, but it seems like you guys have the best chance at landing this man his first loss. So I want to ask you quickly, what do you think of that? Because it seems like they're both serious. Like it's. I, I I think it's one of those rare fights that it's good for everybody. Who do you have winning? Honestly, no no bias, Carlos. No emotion. John Jones. Really? How? Even yeah. I haven't. I haven't gone. How do you have John? He's gonna get hit, bro. He's gonna get hit by that. For the first time ever, maybe. But I have to play precedence and statistic, man. And we're talking about technically John Jones is, is just very, very good. You know, John Jones is not relying on power or athleticism. He's just a very good martial artist, man. You know, this isn't this isn't a physique competition, an explosiveness competition. It's a it's about your martial arts output. Onto another human being, and John Jones is is solidified in that regard. So oh, I like yeah. it. I think it's great. I love. Listen, I'm gonna be happy either way because if John Jones does it, the legend continues, and now here's the next phase. But if Francis does it, that's a great movie too. <laughs> you know, like so. I just love. I love the fact that they're looking like it's going that way. It's a great person for John. Like, look at the poster. Who's going to welcome him into the heavyweight division? <laughs> oh, fucking great. Dude, I, Man, telling, I, love it. I fucking love it. I was just telling Carlos, Andrew, because we were talking about Extreme Couture, how Extreme Couture just is about might get its biggest fight of its gym history. It's like the biggest fight, like the fight that will make this gym. Yeah. You know, it'll if you beat John Jones, if Nganu beats John Jones, I guarantee you fighters from across the world are going to be looking I for Eric. <laughs> So I was amazed that I was gone not even two minutes and somehow Cena, you had brought the conversation. I, to no, John no, Jones. I wasn't trying to. I was, I, I was actually thinking, I was actually going to ask you this, Andrew, because I was curious. Uh, sure. we, I was going to say, let's talk about this at the end of the. I wanted to bring up Francis versus Jones because I was curious what you guys thought of that. But you left and got the doorbell. So I was like, let me ask Carlos what he thought. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, Go ahead. We I love it. that fight, though. Uh, let's. Um, what do we want to do? What do, we, what do you want to. Talk about Danny Ige anymore? Do you want to move on to Claudia and Angela Hill? Claudia, that's another robbery. That's my robbery of the night. So, Claudia Galdella defeats Angela Hill by split decision. Uh, And I totally agree. I Mad robbery. This was highway robbery, I feel like. I mean, again, split decision, but I felt like it wasn't that clear of a split. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty unanimous decision. I thought Godelia, without a doubt, run. She had the most convincing round, in my opinion. Round one, she pieced up. It was a twenty-six to ten uh, significant strike differential for Godelia in round one. But round two, uh, I mean, that was where Angela completely just controlled the pace, uh, yep. picked her shots, you know, and then moved, picked and moved, picked and moved. It was a clear, just a technical output on the feet, striking wise. And what I loved about Angela Hill, she defended the takedowns very well. And in, in round two, Godelia couldn't take her down. Now you fast forward to round three, pretty much same story. I would say Angela Hill, uh, in fact, a little bit more Angela Hill solidified. I thought Angela Hill picked her shots. And so after that fight, I was pretty confident. I was like, wow, Angela Hill just won four in a row because she was going into that with a three-fight win streak. Yep. And I thought she was the worst fighter I've ever seen the first time I saw her on Ultimate Fighter a couple years ago. And now I was very impressed. I was like, wow, she's going to make a run for it. So I'm very sad for her. I'm very disappointed for her because fighters like that, they may never recover from a loss like that. So I don't think she lost that. And I think, again, the judges, man, I, that's just... You guys, am I tripping? You agree with me, Andrew, Carlos? Uh, go ahead, Carlos. I mean, 
don't know. I, 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 I guess I like Claudia a little bit better. I think she's more marketable. I think Angela Hill's definitely be hit on the nose. She's got way better. She, she's improved a ton. Yeah. You know, she has. But she, she, uh, she's a little bit tentative. My perspective of striking is that it's always sort of like uh, not fully committed because it's kind of ten- tentative. While Claudia's throwing, she looks like Bonnelly Silva. You know, she just <laughs> fucking throws hard and heavy, man. So I, I prefer, personally, I prefer that, that aggressive style like that. But on a split decision, I kind of think, uh, you know, the, 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 the female, some of the female divisions to me, they're just like not, they're not really maintaining. It's like the, the ebb and flows too quick. They're not really maintaining a certain level, you know, of, of, of quality. And I think, I don't know what that's related to, but at least athleticism. I'd rather think... They're very athletic. I mean, the skill set of martial arts. I don't think it's like going steadily up. I think there's like a little bit more of like a, a, a up and down because they, there's so many opportunities that come as soon as a girl is marketable and good looking that they don't necessarily improve as much. And the ones that do dedicate themselves are not very marketable. So then the sport's still kind of a weird place to me. You know, as far as like entertaining and all that, I catch a, an entertaining fight here and there, but to me, that wasn't one of them. Like, you know, it wasn't entertaining by any means. But I think this is bringing up an issue, Andrew. I want to know first of all your opinion. Did you think Angela or Claudia won? So I, I, I mean, I kind of disagree. I found this to be an entertaining fight. I, uh, I thought Angela Hill won. I, I, right. I felt like this was a good stylistic matchup example of a wrestler with some decent hands versus a kickboxer. And right in that first round, Claudia, I definitely think won, won that round pretty pretty clearly. Uh, the second round, though, uh, I mean, right, Angela was turning it on and kind of continuing the third round. Like, she was laying her hands go. She was laying in combos. And right, Claudia's striking has improved, and like she was able to strike with Angela. And she was landing. But where Angela would throw a combo, Claudia is throwing one punch, two punches. The, the, the output that Angela was putting out was just higher. And right... Claudia, I mean, she had that ability of kind of similar to uh, Wanderlei. That's a great example, I thought, because she was kind of like a cyborg, kind of just kept moving forward, just slowly lumbering forward. And that's a great example. Uh, she looks but, like Wanderlei. No, no. Yeah, yeah. And like just kind of lumbering forward slowly, just like, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep coming. And right, I mean, that's Angela danced around her and I thought she used her footwork. I thought she her hands not the most impressive, but no, I mean, not impressive, you're Carlos. Just... You're right. They're, they're, you're right about Carlos is right about their skill. Not impressive, but you just like you said, Andrew. She was. I mean, she was getting the better of the exchanges of Godella, and I was. Yeah. Like in that regard, I was very surprised that she ended up losing the fight. But yeah. I don't think it's gonna hurt the stock that much because, like, right, Dana White loves her. Dana White is somebody that, when seeing a fight like that, when the decision is kind of iffy and seems to be based off judges not being the best, right. I personally think she's still going to be rewarded. Claudia was number six. She was unranked. I don't know. Maybe she cracks the rankings now and gets to be like 12, 13. I just, for me, it's, I, it is, I don't know. It's, it does, you could say it doesn't hurt your stock, but it's like you can't give her a title shot after a loss. Whereas if she won this, you but might you, argue a title shot. No, no, you can't give her a title shot a off of this win either way. Well, guys, four in a row in that division, in that women's division that you guys, Carlos just said, is like, eh. Four in a row. Here's my thing: is it's this? It doesn't. There's so many storylines to each one of these. Oh, uh, J- John Jones won the championship rounds, or oh, uh, Yo, uh, Izzy did enough. Izzy did enough, or 
Angela Hill um, and Landon Moore were just, you know, wasn't that impressive. There's storylines for all these fights, but I think my problem, I guess I'm getting every week, is every week I'm very dis displeased about a fight. There's not a consistent rubric to the scoring. So e, just like Andrew said, right. er, Andrew said this earlier on, each fight is uh, circumstantial and based on their own perception. So it's like, what do we, I don't understand. There has to be a fix to this because now it's, if I'm on a card, there's a 20% chance I'm going to get robbed, a 15 to 20% chance my, my fight gets fucked over. In a career such as the UFC, these are crucial moments. You can't, One loss changes your entire career. If It fucks your mind. It fucks everything up. So let's just hope Angela uh, can keep up this level of skill in her forthcoming fights. Even though I don't really like her, and I think the way she fights is kind of just, I just don't like it, but I respect it. Her footwork's like too like antsy, like she's like, like there's no like rhythm, you know. That's not like 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 a poodle. Yeah, you know? it's like a, yeah, it's almost like is. a classic dominant cruise. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Mhm. Mm mhm. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree uh, with that. Uh, anything else you want to hit on these fine ladies? Nope. Fine. All right, let's move fine on ladies. to the main event. The fine to ladies. the main event. Fine ladies. It's kind of it's kind of sad to read this, but let me get it over with. Alistair Overeem gets the win over Walt Harris in the second round due to head kick, hook, grounded pound. Due to Alistair being fucking just Alistair, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, like, right? This the fight opens up and Walt catches Alistair with a beautiful two-three combo. Right? Is able to push Alistair to the ground. Kind of tries to swarm him. Alistair is able to weather the storm having the ref Dominic wishes he would have had in his fight, able to get back up. He, uh, he like throws Walt Harris's down like a child. Who? Uh, Alistar, the, the, when he takes Walt down, he like throws him down like no, a child Walt, off a like, kick. Walt slip. Don't say Alistar threw him down. Walt cut, when, which one? The well, second was, or first? Walt, like a kick slip and then, but like Alistar used his arm to like throw him down. Yeah, okay. It was not like a proper takedown technique, okay. right? It was, Kind of like a scramble. Yeah. Uh, and like, I mean, from there, it was just, he rode Walt for two and a half minutes and Walt that, got that gassed. gassed him. That gassed yeah. him. Yeah, Walt was gassed 110%. And then the third round, uh, I mean, I'm sure you noticed this, Carlos. Before the head kick, he hits him with that same leg, a low calf kick. Beautiful. Makes Walt think about it. Throws the head kick. That's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. I was, I picked Alistair going into this fight. Uh, did you, I know, uh, Carlos, did you pick Alistair? Or did you pick Walt? I Walt just because of circumstance, but not necessarily because I thought he was going to win. Um, he almost did have him. Like you guys said, I mean, they, any other ref might have stopped that fight. But I think the best thing to come out of this is, A, this doesn't hurt Walt's stock because the general public, 99% of them are with him and they're going to support him going forward. The fact is that we're all happy that he got back on the horse and that he's not going to just give into depression and give into all that stuff. And as an Alistair fan, shit, so I guess he's not that chinny. <laughs> you know, like everybody could say, oh, he's chinny, he's chinny, he's chinny. Well, not really, because that, he took some shit last night. Yeah, dude. And he, he was composed. He, I was impressed, very impressed by Alistair. He was very smart the way he fought. His instinct, his instinctive, his instincts reacted properly to the situation. 
He took it to the ground when he needed to. He closed the distance and clenched when he needed to. He gave himself distance when it made sense to land the long strikes. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of everything. Good showcase for a guy that's like my age, man. Like, fuck, he, he did a little bit of everything. You know, he turned I mean, 40 at midnight the day of the fight. Or the next day. That's remarkable. That guy still can bang with the best heavyweights in the world as far as I'm concerned, you know? Um, that's interesting. You said that, you know, uh, so for me, I saw this fight a little bit differently. Um, Alistair, I thought, you know, I thought Walt had the fight. I thought he kind of slipped up. I thought, I see Andrew, I kind of disagreed with you. I think that whole situation would have been completely avoided if Walt just took a deep breath and wasn't so over aggressive. You know, I think Walt hits him. First of all, can we give Walt credit? Because Walt, Walt had that fight, right? Walt had two three was beautiful. Yeah. He hit him yes. so hard and fast. Oh. He clipped him fast. It boom, was boom, beautiful. Boom. And I, I already, yeah. I picked going into the fight. I can go on record and say, even though the prediction was right, my logic was wrong. I said this would have been a one-sided beatdown. I'm not going to take a 13 and seven guy over Alistair Overeem, the most decorated heavyweight kickboxer ever. But you know, I was wrong. Because Walt had that fight, and I think what happened after he, the, him, him being over aggressive, just like it cost everything. Because then Alistair got on top of him, and you know, two hundred pounds on him. This is where I had a problem with this fight. Is okay, you face adversity in fights, and I'm not. I'm trying to take out everything that happened with his personal side. So let's take that out of it. You face adversity in fights. How is it that you just fold? That's like he folded because he ran out of gas because Alistair was on top of him. So I think there's a lot of skill to be made. And a lot of training and just like carlos always stresses about the fighters you got to come in shape we are so focused on the storylines we never really focused on his cardio his gas tank his defensive grappling i mean that was pathetic honest i hate to say this but like he's covering up on his stomach like this go ahead andrew well no sorry i just want that's a great point on your conditioning pat because like right alistar overing went out and isolated himself in the mountains of rock of the rocky mountains of colorado to train at elevation for this fight and his conditioning was on peak so yeah. I don't know how much of the logic here is, but right, conditioning does seem to affect how well you're able to take a shot. Wow, I didn't actually. That's a you think so? You think if I have a higher wait? So you're not telling, always. I think it's a factor. It's a factor. It's not like a big factor, but I think it is a fact. I think if you're you right. in a better shape, you're able to at least recover quicker. At least recover quicker. Yeah, I agree, and I also think though, I think that. Huh, Wall hit him, but I don't... Alistair grabbing the heel was what impressed me because oh. Alistair grabbing the heel turned the body around, of Walt Harris around. Veteran move. Which gave him... Which let him get up. And Walt Harris backed up and then he freaked out because Alistair got up and oh, he just charged in. Alistair's like, oh, okay. And that's when he threw him down and got on top. But for me, what do you guys think of... I was so... I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm so impressed with the referee. The referee was great. Did you see how he, he was watching... Alistair wasn't going ham, but he was punching him. And just while Harris wasn't moving, you heard his corner saying, dude, you got to move. He just couldn't even move. And that's when the ref stopped. I thought the refereeing was perfect, though. That was, I, was, I was worried they were just going to stop the fight earlier on. Like, good, good refing. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And I wonder if the fact that there's no audience there making noise is helping them. Because they can communicate with a fighter a little bit. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? You're not hearing a million people screaming a million things. And, you know, I mean, the, the fighters themselves have been saying it. They can hear the announcers. They can hear the commentators. The corners. The corner. They, can, the corner. they yeah. can hit the other guy's corner. You know what I mean? I have a question. Like, do you guys think, regarding what you just said, do you think it diminishes the value of the sport that the opponent can hear the opposing corner? Isn't that kind of like a cheat? Uh, no? 
No, because few people can actually... Okay, so some fighters are really good at listening to directions from their corners, right? Yeah. Other fighters, once they get in there, it's like they're a wild animal. And you hope that, it, like, some of them are playing classical music. Some of them are playing jazz. Some of them are just going to go in there and improvise shit and listen to tweaks here and there, like John Jones, right? And there's other guys that drill a game plan like he get, and they can go in there and they're going to listen to you and they're going to, you know... But you know, how many times do you hear guys go out and follow the game plan, guys? It's not that he said, fuck you. It's just that you're in there with fight or flight, stressful situation, high energy. You, you cannot gauge how you're going to react. All you can do is rep a bunch of shit before the fact, and then you'll figure it out that day. You know, some people are calm. They can listen, follow directions, adjust. Some other people go in there, and it's like they might as well be fighting a bear for their life. You know? Okay. Well, so what do you guys think of, like, if you guys had to give this card a score out of 10, what would you give it? Are we comparing it to other fight nights or, like, as a card in general or what, like, what? Because if I'm comparing it to UFC, if a UFC 240-something is a 10. Or let's compare, let's, I mean, let's keep it in comparison to uh, fight nights, I guess. 10. This is a phenomenal card. I was so, would you guys? I, I, I wouldn't give it a 10, but I'd give him a solid 9. All right, fair, yeah. I'm, I'm being over yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, you guys, so, this guy was filled with controversial split decisions, bloodbaths, wars, uh, top to bottom. And I'll say this, this whole week's been phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I feel like this one was kind of perfect to cap it off. I feel like uh, 249 started off strong with that heat. Wednesday's card was good, but then this yeah. one came in strong and finished hard strong. Um, it was great. It's great. Let's, but, uh, let's but, get wait, into wait, some wait, Really topics. quickly, Andrew, when's the next oh. fight card? That's all I want to know. That's what I was worried about. I, I was hoping you have the information. Oh, I do. So the next fight card is going to be two weeks away, uh, May 30th. Uh, it is um, UFC. Uh, it's another fight night. It is going to be held allegedly at the UFC Apex Center, at least according What's to. That? Uh, What's the, that? That is the, where the Dana White Contender Series is. It is Vegas? Uh, in Vegas? Yeah, it's in Vegas. Um, it's right next to the UFC PI. Yeah. That's they build it. Place. Yeah. Um, so right now they only have four fights announced for it, as far as I know. Uh, Tywin Woodley versus Gilbert Burns, Lagoy Ivanov versus Augusto Sakai, uh, Jamal Hill versus Kildson Kildson Abrer. Yeah. I don't know. I believe his name. Uh, and then Mackenzie Dern and Hannah Cyphers. Um, wow, three solid fights. I, I but that Tywin's on that card. But only four fights. It's two weeks away. It's held. It's going to be held here in Vegas. We still don't know how that's going to work or anything. So, I mean, there's still time. There's still time. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tyron Woodley. Woody, I'm very curious to see Woodley back. Wow. I'm very curious to see Woodley back, guys. It's going to be a good fight. Did he have surgery? Yeah, he had, oh, yeah. He, had a, he had shoulder surgery. Oh, shit. And is this the first fight back since the shoulder surgery? Since Usman, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, shoulder's a motherfucker, man. Andrew, Especially for a wrestler. Andrew, we promised um, 3P702 that we... Uh, yeah, let's get into it. Go ahead. We got two things we wanted to hit, right? Mike yeah. Tyson and Francis Jones in heavyweight division, I guess. Uh, and he also wanted... He also asked... We, you can answer this right before we leave. Um, do you think Paulo Costa is going to get the belt? Andrew, you can answer that. <laughs> You're so rude for asking me that. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, baby. Right, so, it. Mike Tyson, let's get into the man, the myth, the legend. Motherfucking Iron Mike, guys. 
I mean, I you guys have seen these videos, right? Yeah, yeah, we've seen these videos. They're fucking insane. They're insane. I think I don't. You cannot pay me. There's no good cause worth me fighting Mike Tyson. There's no good cause worth me fighting Mike Tyson. Carlos, would no, you fight no Mike Tyson? Tried. Hey, let me ask Carlos this because Carlos is closest to his age. Hold on. You do not die, and you do not have any permanent brain damage, but you will Impossible. fucking... No, no, no. Let's just say these are the stipulations. Sure. But, but you will... It will fucking hurt, all right? So listen, would you fight Mike Tyson for $10 million? It has to be a three-round fight. No, <laughs> What? What put okay, you in there with Mike Tyson? You say three-round fight. You do not somebody that you're afraid to hit. I'm afraid to hit him. I can't even imagine that I would land one shot that would be a miracle. Because I'm terrified to even throw it in his direction. Because if it hits, he'll get angry. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's the one human being that all you can do if you hit him is piss him off. Like, that's the only outcome from hitting him. You know, and... Well, well, they're saying Hollyfield's the other guy. There's, there's a rumor. There's, there's a rumor that it would be Hollyfield. Well, these are arguably two of the top three box, two of the top four heavyweight boxers ever, right? Hollyfield and Tyson. Yeah. Uh, well, also Lennox Lewis, the British guy who was also a champion. Uh, he also threw his hat at the ring and said he's been training a lot to fight Mike so, Tyson. But dude, did you see Mike? Mike Tyson's legit, like. Like, those punches were like old Mike Tyson punches, kind of. Right? They no, were... yeah. The movement. The fucking movement. I mean, the anybody can hit hard until... Uh, there, there's some 65-year-olds that box their whole life that can hit hard. But the movement. The way he rolled under the pad yeah, yeah. and came over the top with that fucking overhand, that's insane, man. Like, I, I, I will watch Mike Tyson fight... At any age of his life, until death. Is he, do you guys think he's the best heavyweight boxer of all time? In his prime. In his prime. No. In his prime. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah okay. he, he didn't have a lot of competition, though. There's other people that have had competition. But he was the most exciting for me. Like, they, to me, he's the Jordan of heavyweight boxing. Yeah. Oh, because over Ali? Really? Over Ali? Okay. Well, I didn't grow up with Ali. Ali was sort of retired. Like in, in the, in the, by the time that I was watching boxing, Ali was on his goodbye tour. You know, in the late 80s, getting his ass whooped. He got diagnosed with Parkinson's until right after that. So I would fight Mike Tyson for $10 million. I'll get my ass whooped. I'll, I'll probably break my neck. But you best believe I'll be walking around in a dope-ass neck cast. <laughs> I mean, the nice thing is, is that... In kickboxing, yeah, but have you seen that fucking guy's legs? I also wouldn't kick him in the yeah, leg. Yeah, I wouldn't kick him I wouldn't in the leg. I wouldn't do anything. No, no. I would throw the towel at my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take the show money and throw the towel. That's it. That's terrifying. But uh, so I did see uh, Evander Holyfield is, I mean, right, he confirmed talks to some tabloid publication. Why is he doing that this? He's, of course, in talks with Tyson for some sort of. Uh, charity exhibition event, and I think everyone in the whole world would want that. I mean, any sort of combat sports fan, like, right? Let's be real. <laughs> I mean, that would be like, well, that's one of the best storylines in sports to have those two meet up again. It, and for charity, get some Rona relief. What if, what if Tyson, Tyson bites the other? Tyson bites the other. Tyson bites the other year. 
<laughs> like that that would be like that at that point it would be like what's just what's up with 2020 2020 is just weird at this point in fact the fact that we're even getting this is sus about 2020 something is up about this year i think like we're gonna look back on this year before we die it's just gonna stick out 2020 out of all the years in our life just a weird year most definitely and the most worst definitely. thing and i'll say this one more thing before we leave i have one thing i just wanted to say out loud i would rather go through coronavirus 10 times out of 10 then have Kobe Bryant die. I think Kobe Bryant's death was still the worst thing <laughs> this year, in my opinion. Hot take. I'm just going to say that out loud. I'm just going to say that out loud. Kobe, that's the inspiration he was to this world. Carlos, opinion? Anything you want to say? No, or anything you want to finish with? Any hot take you want to leave the <laughs> our adoring <laughs> audience with? Sign me up for the corona never, if possible. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll take that appointment for never. And... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't get it to bring Kobe back, although I do share tremendous sorrow. There, yeah. <laughs> uh, the lesson really is, don't find a fucking helicopter. Ever. No, yeah, yeah, that was one of... Ever. I think the airplane resembles the things in nature that did fly. You, did you see... The helicopter the... looks like a brick. Vanessa, no, Vanessa, Bryant, Vanessa Bryant sued the helicopter company, and uh, the helicopter company said came out and said a statement that Kobe chose fly knowing the stuff this the dangers so of course he did he's kobe dude yeah i don't like that that, that hurts let's get off the yeah. topic all yeah. right but that's, how, that's how those guys are you know i mean they they, they do have that mentality yeah. there's yeah. a there's yeah. a quote from Artie lang that says that if michael jordan had been in the titanic it wouldn't have sank <laughs> but, but that's the mentality you know what i mean like it sounds funny but it's true like they, they'll figure it out they'll cover up the holes like you know like so well i think that's it anything else anything else boys no sir all righty that is it all right guys talk yeah go ahead and my bad oh, yeah let me hit my little thing yeah. uh talk too much episode number 35 follow the show on twitter at t2m mma on instagram at T2M Podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Andrew underscore The Hut. I combined them so they would be the same. I don't want to be reading different stuff. Uh, Carlos is at T2MMA Wolfchild on Instagram. He was on Banned on Twitter. He's back. You can find him at Wolfchild. Do not tell everybody why he was banned. Do not tell no, everyone. He was, no, for undisclosed reasons. For being a rebel. For being a badass. Follow him and maybe you'll find out. You can follow Cena. Like, it's close. Why? They just punish you and they go, you know better. Better than what? You know what? <laughs> you can follow Cena at Extra Cena on Twitter, on Instagram, at Extra Period Cena. Remember, if you're just listening to the audio, make sure to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. That's Talk Too Much Entertainment. Like the video, leave a comment, hit the bell so you're notified every time we drop a video. If you've been watching live on Twitch, hey, thanks for hanging out with us. It's been fun. If you want to watch live and interact with us in real time, we go live with this show every Saturday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Sunday. Or Sunday, shit. (laughs) Every Sunday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. The Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash extracena. Follow the channel. Drop a subscription. Tell a friend. Remember, if you tell two friends and they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, we're going to have a fucking empire, baby. Talk too much. Uh, MMA. Uh, one more thing, guys, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Andrew, uh, Andrew, just really quickly address Just Buckets. 
That just said, buckets. She said, uh, great show, fellas. And then Celestial. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's shout out everybody who's here hanging yeah, out with us, right? Thank That's you. Better. Do you want to do that, Cena? Yeah. Shout out to everybody here hanging out with us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I meant like their names. Like, really, all their usernames, dog. Let's uh, shout them out. Shout out. Number one, we're going to give out MVP of this. Hold on. Who's he was in the stream chat yet? Before we hang out, uh, before we l let go, MVP of today's Talk Too Much MMA episode 35 goes out to Just Buckets 24. We appreciate your uh, commentary. You are now a one-time MVP in the Talk Too Much MMA League. Uh, Gamer. So congratulations on the MVP. Thank you, Celestial. You're always showing support, throwing love. And 3P702, great comment. I was close between you and Just Buckets, but Just Buckets came through with a good couple of questions at the end there. I had to give it to him. But love you guys both. Love everybody. Oh, Fortnite stopped by for a minute. Fortnite will not win MVP ever. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite is never winning MVP. Uh, thank right. you guys. I'm out. Later. Yeah.